Welcome, and thank you for listening to the podcast of North Etowah Baptist Church. Visit us online at northetowah.org. Rather than church being a place where people far from God are met with shame, guilt, and condemnation, we believe Jesus leads us to be a family that extends His grace, mercy, and forgiveness to everyone. We hope you enjoyed today's service. Turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians 15. Today I want us to consider the, the picture you have before you on the screen, these, these stained glass windows in this room all around you, what we have been singing about, what we have been talking about, what we have been praying about. Is Easter real? You know, they had a movie, Is Heaven for Real? They, we've also considered uh, other things in life, but I want to ask you this morning, is Easter real? Did the resurrection really happen? Friend, this morning, every one of us have to make that call ourselves. You've got to decide for yourself, did Easter really happen? You've got to listen to the Holy Spirit speaking to you and through you, did Easter happen? I want to tell you this morning that in my life, I know 100% true that the resurrection really occurred. The resurrection happened. I want us to consider this morning the reality of the resurrection. You know, we studied in Experiencing God the realities that Henry Blackaby and Claude King gave to us. And we want to consider this morning, though, the reality of Easter. The reality that Jesus Christ really lived a perfect life. He was crucified and placed on that cross of Calvary. He was then placed in a borrowed tomb, Joseph of Arimathea and, and Nicodemus. They came and took his body and gave him in that borrowed tomb. And then, three days later, Jesus Christ rose again. Today, I know with all certainty that that occurred. I have, con I have been convicted in my heart. I know that Jesus died, lived, and rose again. Lived, died, and rose again. And I know right now that Jesus Christ is in heaven. He's in heaven preparing a place for us. Friend, what are you going to do with that? What are you going to do with Easter this year? What are you going to do? Are you going to allow this Easter message to transform your life? Are you willing to let Jesus Christ come into your heart and your soul and your mind? Are you willing to allow him to transform you, to transform your life, to transform your family, to transform your community, to transform our church, to transform everything? Friend, are you willing this, this Easter 2018, are you ready to let Jesus Christ transform you, change you, to make you new. In these next few minutes, I want to promise you it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it if you'll just listen. Here in 1 Corinthians 15, we're going to be going some other, other verses too, but let's kick off right here. 1 Corinthians 15, follow along in your Bible. 1 Corinthians 15, verse number 1. Paul was writing, and he says, now, I would remind you, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. 
By this gospel you are saved. If you hold firmly to the word I preach to you. Otherwise you have believed in vain. For what I received I passed on to you as of first importance. That Christ died for our sins. Look what it says right there. According to the scriptures. Verse number four. That he was buried. That he was raised on the third day. According to the scriptures. Verse five. Here look. And he appeared. Your translation may say he was seen by. But he appeared to Cephas. That's Peter. And then the twelve. And verse six. After that he appeared. He was seen by to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time. Most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. That means some have died. Verse 7, then he appeared again. He appeared again to James. Then to all the apostles. And verse 8, and last of all, he appeared to me also. That's Paul. As one abnormally born. For I am the least of the, of the apostles and don't even deserve to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church. You remember, Paul was Saul before and now he is saying, I, didn't even, I don't even deserve to be called apostle. But verse 10, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. Oh, it's me. And his grace to me was not without effect. It wasn't in vain, it's, in other words. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Whether then it is I or they, this is what we preach. And this is what you believed. Let's pray. God, bless this word, your word. And let it not return to you void. And I pray right now, Father, that you would anoint my mouth that I would speak what you want me to speak. And we just give you this, these moments as you've already been here with us. Now, God, let us listen to your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Friends, did you see all the appearances, all the, all the sightings, all the see, all the ones that saw? I want you to get this. We don't just need to hear about the resurrection. We need to see Jesus. We, this morning, need to get this. We need to comprehend it. We need to understand what's going on here. When we get it, when you get that resurrection, it's going to change everything, friend. It's going to change everything so radically. It's going to transform you. Everything's going to become new. An old, stagnant, unsaved life is going to become new. Christians, when we rededicate ourselves, everything's going to become new and fresh, and we're going to get excited and back up on the, back up on the horse and ready to ride again. It's going to refresh congregations all around the land whenever Christians get true to God again and bring the Bible back into this land, friends. These disciples that we just read about, they had spent three and a half years, three and a half years with Jesus. 
Wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't that be great? Can y'all just imagine walking with Jesus and, and talking with Jesus and going where he goes and, and seeing him do all those mighty miracles, all that he did? Friend, just think about it. Yeah, are you like me? You want to say, you disciples? How could y'all not be transformed? Y'all were with him three and a half years. You got to see and do and be with him. How could you not be changed? But the truth of the matter is they weren't at first. They didn't get it. They didn't comprehend what was going on. Jesus goes to the cross. He dies on that cross. As I said a while ago, they placed him in that borrowed tomb. They buried him. And then the disciples, what are we going to do now? What are we going to do now? Our leader's gone. What are we going to do? They're lost. It, that's just unbelievable, wouldn't you say? That's crazy. They've been with him, Jim, for three and a half years. And now they say, I don't know what to do. I said, oh, oh. They were scared with fear and trembling. I want us to investigate the Gospels this morning. We've got it here in 1 Corinthians. I want us to look at Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. So turn over there to Matthew, back up some pages to Matthew. It's the first, first book of the New Testament. Back over there, Matthew 28. It's going to be near the end of Matthew. But at the end of Matthew 28, I want us to comprehend again. I want you to think about how beautiful this day is out there. You think about if you got up this morning, how beautiful it was this morning. And if you were like me, you wanted to sing with Sandy Patty. I can't sing like Sandy Patty. You, some of you young people don't even have a clue who Sandy Patty is. But Sandy Patty knew how to sing. Was it a morning like this when Peter and John ran from Jerusalem? And I wanted to think, wow, God, was it really a morning like this? wonder what it was like. It was, it, it, I just don't know what that morning would have been like. But here we are in Matthew. Matthew 28. Let me get over there myself. Matthew 28. Matthew 28. Early in the morning, the third day after Jesus had been crucified, the women went to the tomb to anoint the body of Jesus and to, to get him properly buried. Jesus isn't there. <laughs> he's, he, he's rose again. Look at what happened. Verse, verse 1. Now, after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake. And an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. There was a stone, big, big stone in front of the tomb. And his appearance, this, this angel, his appearance was like lightning and his clothes white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. Those guards that had been there to guard that tomb, they done flopped out. But the angel said to those women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. And then look at what verse 7 says here, friends. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he's risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you into Galilee, that there you will see him. See, I have told you. So the women, 
They go tell the disciples. They rush off. They, oh, they're excited. Everything's great. Jesus rose again. And they go to tell the disciples. And they go and tell them. And in verse 17, skip down to verse number 17 there. Look what happens. And when they saw him, they, they went back to find Jesus. And when they saw him, they worshiped him. But look at the last three words. But some doubted. How in the world? That is just, can you believe that? They're looking at him, and some are still doubting. Let's see what Mark, the next gospel, Mark chapter 16. Skip over to Mark 16, Matthew, Mark, and then go over to chapter number 16. We're going to be in verse number 9. Get over to Mark 16, verse number 9. This is the gospel according to St. Mark. And in verse number 9 of chapter 16, same story going on here. And it says, Now when he rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared. <laughs> here Jesus is rose from the grave, and he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, uh, from whom he had cast out seven demons. And she went, okay, he appeared, and she went and told those who had been with him. Friends, who's those? It's the disciples again. So here we have Mark now telling us that she went and told those. He went and told the disciples. And what were the disciples doing? Look at verse number 10. Somebody tell me what they were doing. Mourning and weeping. Lord, help me. What in this world? These poor disciples been with Jesus for this long? The disciples had look, just think. The disciples had seen him do great miracles. They got happy. They got to see him do some great miracles. They, the disciples had been told, Jesus had told them, hey boys, I'm going to die, but, but don't fret, I'm going to rise again. He told them that at least three times. He was preaching sermons on it. And he, they had heard it. He had, these disciples had heard. He, he said, I'm going to rise again. And yet, here they are, mourning and weeping. They're mourning and weeping. Look at verse 11. But when they heard that he was alive, friends, when they heard, the disciples heard it. When they heard he was alive, and had been seen by her, they would not believe it. Again, you gotta be kidding. We're talking about the disciples here, friends. We're talking about those dudes that got to walk with Jesus all the time. And they're not believing it. And verse 12 says, that he uh, appeared to more of them. It says, and when they, uh, when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they would not believe it. Verse 12, and after these things, he appeared in another form to two of them. That's the boys on the road to Emmaus, those guys. Verse 13, those guys went back and told them. And do you see the end of verse 13? But they didn't believe them. My goodness, 
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the disciples, the ones that were going to change the world, the ones that Jesus had been training, they didn't believe. What about Dr. Luke? Well, the good news is you're almost there now. You're in Luke. Now just flip on over to, to, to chapter 24. Luke 24. We'll be at verse number one. Luke 24, Dr. Luke. Now, now old Luke here, he is a doctor, a medical doctor, and he wrote Luke, and he, he also wrote Acts of the epistles. But here we go in Luke chapter 24, and, and same story again, same, same uh, uh, empty tomb, same cross where Jesus died, and here we go on the first day of the week. Here comes Mary and these, these girls again. Verse number one, but on the first day of the week at early dawn, or real early, they went to the tomb and taken the spices they had prepared and they found the stone had been rolled away from the tomb. And verse three, but when they went in, they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. And while they were perplexed, what's perplexed mean? Confused. They were confused. They didn't know what to do either. They're thinking, what's going on here? Look at verse 4. The same story we read about a minute ago. Behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And these women were frightened. They were scared. They bowed their faces to the ground. And the men said to him, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He's not here, but he has risen. Remember. <sighs> See what they said? Remember? He's risen. Y'all, you remember how he told you? While he was still in Galilee, he told you. Verse 7 says that the Son of Man must be delivered to the hands of sinful men and be crucified on the third day. Rise. Well, finally them women got it. And they remembered. Those women remembered his words. And in verse 9, they returned from the tomb and they told. Again, here they are. This The same story. I'm just making sure we get it. They told those disciples those things that, to the 11 and all the rest. Now look at verse 10. Note this, verse 10. It was Mary Magdalene, there's one. And Joanna, there's two. And Mary, the mother of James, there's three. And the other women, that's four or five, at least five, that told these things the apostles. In the Old Testament, we see in Deuteronomy 19, it says you need two or more to be a witness. Well, you got at least five here being a witness. Hey, boys, hey, you're not going to believe this. He rose. He's alive. Well, You'd think that would have worked, wouldn't you? Notice verse 11. But these words seem to be an idle tale. <laughs> they just sort of said, an idle tale. And they didn't believe them. They did not believe them. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the disciples here. The men that had been walking with Jesus, they didn't believe him. Didn't believe that he had risen again. We got one more gospel over in John. So you're in Luke. Now next one's John. We're going to go to John chapter 20. All of these are near the end of the gospel because Jesus was crucified, dead, and, and buried, and rose again near the end of the gospel, the gospel re recordings. In John 20, those women, 
went and told the disciples. If you remember the uh, Easter presentation we had to do down at the gym theater, some of my favorite part is to see Mary coming, coming back down with the grave clothes. I mean, she came down this aisle here. And she had the grave clothes and, and all the people up here on the stage are going, he's alive, he's alive. And, and then Peter and John took off and here they go. They're going to see him. Well, I like John. He's not like old Peter. But John, Blake, he wanted to make sure. It'd be like me and Blake and I wrote it in there. I just want all y'all to know that I beat Blake to the tomb. That's what, that's what John did here. In verse number four, he wanted everybody to know he beat John. I mean, he beat, he beat old Peter. Uh, John, John chapter 20, verse four. Both of them were running together. Here's Peter and John. But the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. So old John got there first. John didn't know what to do. He, he got in there. He got to the tomb. He, oh, look at verse five. He stooped in. He looked in, saw those linen cloths laying there, but he did not go in. John didn't. He got there as such a fizz. He looked in, oh, I don't know what to do. Peter, Peter crazy. <laughs> Peter is, is, he just jumps jumps the gun. He, he came, he didn't slow down. He's at a mad dash and he just ran right on in. And when he got there in verse number six, Simon Peter came following, went in the tomb. He saw the linen cloth lying there and the face cloth. Verse seven. The face cloth which had been on Jesus' head. It wasn't lying with the other cloths but folded up in a place by itself. And then the other disciple, that's John, who had reached the tomb first. He went ahead and told you again he reached the tomb first. He also went in. And then John saw and believed. John sees and finally believes here. But would y'all notice verse number nine? Here we go again. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Jesus had taught them for three and a half years, yet they still didn't know what scripture said that he was going to rise again. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the disciples saw but they didn't see the disciples heard but they didn't hear most of us <clears throat> have heard enough sermons preached in our lives that we could save everybody time and time again. You see, we've heard sermons, but have we heard? 
until we hear you. The disciples had heard, but not heard. Friends, you have heard the gospel message. The gospel message is that Jesus lived a perfect life. You saw the children present the stick drama up here. You've heard the choir singing. You've heard the musicians playing. All to exalt King Jesus. You have heard. You've heard about this cross. And you've heard about the empty tomb. And you have seen, depicted, what Jesus did for you and for me on the cross of Calvary when he rose again. You see, he lived that sinless life. And he allowed, listen, he allowed himself to be placed on that cross. He could have called legions and multitudes of angels at any moment, but he didn't. Because, as the Florida boys sing back in the 70s, when he was on the cross, I was on his mind. Ladies and gentlemen, today the message is, when Jesus Christ, a little over 2,000 years ago, when he was hanging on that cross, he could have come down at any moment. He could have come down off that cross at any second if he wanted to. He stayed on that cross because of you. Because of all that sin that was placed up here. And you notice it took one little vial, didn't it, Jim? All of that stuff, that stuff that you've done even this past weekend, those things that you've done with your boyfriend and your girlfriend and those things that you've done cheating on your taxes and those things that you've done at work and those things that you've tried to do behind your spouse's back that she or he doesn't know about and those things where you have uh, cheated on your family relationship and dare I say, those times... That you and I cheat on God. Friends, we've all done it. As Jim was sharing with us, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We have heard the message. The disciples saw but they didn't see. What did they do? Oh my goodness, it gets terrible, friends. Look at verse 10. Look what the disciples did. They went back home. John 20, verse 10. They went back home. That's what you and I do every time we come 
to this place, isn't it? We go back home. Or we hurry and beat the other churches to the restaurants. Huh. We go. Would you have expected the disciples to do this? The ones that had been with him? And here he is, he rose again. Would you have expected them just to go back home? They didn't get it, did they? The question is, why do you and I do the same stuff? We hear, but we don't really hear. We hear and we don't do nothing about it. We see, we know we, the corrections that have got to be made in our life and we don't want to because of what somebody next to me is going to think. Because I'm embarrassed. Friend, Jesus wasn't embarrassed of you. He didn't have to hang on that cross, but he did. Friends, we have got to quit just going back home. Let's get serious. Today, with all seriousness, what is the Lord talking to you about? What's he saying? Now, on the other hand, what's the devil trying to tell you? He's telling you, well, here goes another preacher. Doggone it, this, this is exactly what I knew was going to happen if I came here today. And then, then the Holy Spirit's telling you, oh, dear child, Oh, how Jesus loves you. Oh, how he loves you so much. He died for you. And the evil one said, yeah, but you know what you did Friday night. <laughs> you know what you did yet? And Jesus said, yeah, I know exactly what you did because I died on the cross for that. <laughs> I felt that when you did it. But you know what, friend? Jesus says, I love you, and I forgive you. All you have to do is receive my salvation. All you got to do is receive my forgiveness. And I'm asking you today, won't you come up here and let me pray with you? You still got some questions. Won't you come and let me try to explain better? what I didn't do a good job explaining. Maybe there's a friend that you have here with you right now. Maybe you just want to pray with them. Come to this altar and pray with them. Won't you just do what God's calling you to do? Because I probably haven't even addressed what, you're, what the Spirit's telling you, but yet He's still tugging at your heart. You know the, what you've got to do. This time of invitation, it's a time of response. It's an opportunity. The instruments are going to play. I'm going to stand up here. We're going to be singing. It's an opportunity for you to come. Let me pray with you. Let me talk to you. Let me better explain. Or maybe somebody else. Whatever the need is today, won't you follow what Jesus is asking you to do? Let's pray together. Father, thank you for this time we've had. And I pray that whatever occurs in these next few moments, that you alone will be glorified and honored and exalted. God, I pray that you would move in this time. Let us 
hear you tugging at us, telling us to do what you know, what we know we need to do. So God, don't let anyone turn away from what you're calling us to do. We ask this and we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to the services at North Etowah Baptist Church. If you made a decision for Christ today, head over to northetowah.org slash contact. Fill out the form and someone from our staff will be quick to contact you. Not to mention, we'd love to worship with you. All worship times and other activities can be found on our website. Thanks again for listening and may God bless you.